Aaron Rodgers says he wants a storybook ending. Presumably, that means a Super Bowl. Is there a realistic option for him to get it outside of Green Bay this offseason? You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter McCaskey. going to cover the Packers for The Leap a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We are going to look at Aaron Rodgers' scenarios this episode. And, and not even really scenarios. How do the Packers get where they want to be? And how does Aaron Rodgers get where he wants to be? And what does that look like? We're going to talk specifically about the situation with the Denver Broncos. And then we're going to spend some time talking about how the Packers get this team where they want it to be. Thanks for everyone making Locked on Packers their first listen of the day. We hope you enjoy spending your day and your morning with us the same way we enjoy starting our day with you. So no one has pushed harder on this narrative about Aaron Rodgers than Denver Broncos fans and media. And they they want him. They are down bad on this. They know that if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, their hopes for competing in 2022 rest on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield or someone of Carson Wentz, someone of that ilk. Not exactly a pretty picture. On the other hand, there has been this prevailing notion that the Broncos present this far better situation than Green Bay. Now, of the teams that are likely to be interested, I think you can make the case they're in the best situation to compete. A team like Cleveland, they don't have the skill talent. It's Jarvis Landry, who, I mean, sure. And what? I mean, they have a good run game. They've got a good offensive line and they've got good defensive pieces. But we didn't say we didn't see the defense play to that ability last year. Uh, that seems like a, a weird choice if you're Aaron Rodgers, although there would be some schematic similarities there. The Colts, they have Michael Pittman Jr., which I'm sure would make a lot of Packer fans really, really jealous. But they don't have anyone even close to as good as Devontae Adams. They have a, a pretty good offensive line. They, of course, have Jonathan Taylor, and they've got a solid defense, although their defensive coordinator is now the head coach in Chicago. How good is that team going to be moving forward? They're not. He's not going to San Francisco. Green Bay is not trading him to San Francisco. They're rolling with Trey Lance. And I don't see Rodgers going to take Tom Brady's sloppy seconds in Tampa Bay. Las Vegas, there's no one on that team. I mean, Rodgers is getting excited about Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and no defense. I mean, I mean, no defense. I think that the thought of working with Josh McDaniels could be appealing to him. But I mean, there's there's just not guys, just not players. So that comes back to Denver. Denver has his old coach. 
In fact, two of them, a coach that we know Aaron Rodgers loves, but we also hear from mostly Denver fans and Vikings fans and Bears fans. It is amazing. It is truly amazing how badly NFC North fans want Aaron Rodgers out. I have heard from more Vikings fans and Bears fans on the state of the Packers roster relative to their quality against the Broncos, almost than Broncos fans, and certainly more than Packer fans. The the Vikings fans especially, man, they want Rodgers gone so bad. They want him gone so bad. Hire a coach for your poverty franchise, and then we can talk. All right, let's, let's just start there. And then we'll see how many games you can win with Kirk Cousins. So ridiculous. The Broncos, so some will have you believe, it's just a better team. It's a better team. They've got more talent. It's a better position for Green Bay to win, and they'll do the things necessary to keep Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about that in a second, but let me just say this. Green Bay maxed out their cap last year, maxed it out, and they still found Devondre Campbell, Russell Douglas. They still drafted Eric Stokes and Josh Myers, although he was hurt for much of the year. They put together a really, really, really good team. Again, the best team, I think, top to bottom in the league last year. They didn't play like it in the playoffs, in part because Aaron Rodgers did not show up for that game. But this idea that Denver is a better situation, it may be the case that George Payton would listen to Rodgers more than the Packers, that he would have more say and more input. But you can't, in good faith, make the case that a move from Green Bay to Denver is about winning because of the talent on the roster. Now they have cap space. Congratulations. Would would players want to come play in Denver if Aaron Rodgers went there? Yeah, probably. But that's not what happened in LA. Matthew Stafford went to a, a pretty fully formed team. They added Odell in the middle of the season. They didn't know they would either need or want to do that. They didn't know they would be able to do that. And they won the Super Bowl, by the way, without him. Tampa Bay, yeah, they brought in Gronk and eventually Leonard Fournette, but running backs don't really matter. Gronk is nice. Antonio Brown, Tom Brady pushed for, but they could have won the Super Bowl with Scotty Miller playing instead of Antonio Brown. They beat the Packers that way. But Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those guys were already there. You had these primo defensive players, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea. Carlton Davis. Now, they got really lucky in the draft that Tristan Wirfs turned out to be an all-pro as a rookie and that Antoine Winfield turned out to be a terrific player right away. But that's not that roster does not look like what the Broncos roster looks like right now. Who are, who are the blue-chip players on the Denver Broncos right now? Simmons, the safety. Crickets, who are the other guys? Who are the other guys? And I thought, okay, maybe I'm being a homer about this. Maybe, I and, and I said on, on Twitter yesterday, I went through a group of positions. I said, if you look at the best players between these two teams, the Packers have advantages at, at this position, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it's a, it's a long list, by the way. And I got a lot of pushback from Broncos fans and Vikings fans. 
I still don't understand that, but sure. About, oh, well, if you take the core, if you take the group of players that they have there, Denver's better at all those spots or most of those spots. And the answer, by the way, is no. And I went back and looked, again, to check my biases. In an attempt at transparency to check my biases, I said, okay, I'm going to go to a third-party site that assesses and grades players. That is their raison d'etre. That is what Pro Football Focus does. You can take or leave their grades. I'm just letting you know, this was a, a search for objectivity. I said the Packers had a better running, any, any single Packer running back was better than any single Broncos running back. Well, but the core, no. Run, running back grades among qualified backs. A.J. Dillon, two. Aaron Jones, sixth. Melvin Gordon, 13th. Javante Williams, 19th. Packers had two running backs better than any single running back for the Broncos. All right, receiver is the best case that you can make if you're the Broncos, but even that one is not a great one. The Packers among qualified receivers. Devontae Adams, the second graded receiver in the league. MVS 75, Lazard 77. Okay, not great. Not great. Those are number three receivers. And that's what they are. But the Broncos. Tim Patrick, 46th. Cortland Sutton, 49th. Jerry Judy, 50th. Those are number two receivers. And not even like elite number two receivers. Like solid number two receivers. And the gap, that means the gap between Adams and, and Patrick is like, one of the best, if not the best, number one alpha dog receivers in the league and like a fine number two receiver. That's a huge gap. If it were me, I'd much rather have the super elite guy and some complimentary pieces, which is what Lazard and MVS are when healthy. We saw it the last two seasons. The Packers were number one in, in offensive EPA when Aaron Rodgers played last year, and they were number one when Aaron Rodgers played two years ago. This offense is really well schemed. It is a really good offense. And Aaron Rodgers seems to really like playing in it. Now, maybe you can run it with Nathaniel Hackett. Now you add in the tight ends. I didn't put the tight ends on this list because AO and no fan. Better than what Green Bay has. Okay, but that's not, that's not that compelling to me. Some depth is nice if you're Denver. And you can look at the hole and go, okay, Jerry Judy, he could be a lot better. But we haven't seen it. He's not even a red chip player yet. Cortland Sutton coming off a serious injury. And hasn't looked quite like he did pre-injury yet. We still don't know if he is a bona fide, no doubt, alpha receiver. And, you know, Tim Patrick is a nice secondary piece. Cool. Is this this super compelling thing? No, this is based on pre-draft evals. This is what so many people are so excited about. Pre-draft evaluations. Congratulations. Congratulations. It doesn't make any sense to me. All right, more of this to come in just a second. But before we get there, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your sporting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay. More of these player-to-player comparisons. Offensive tackle. Okay. David Bakhtiari, last time he played and was healthy. We assume he's going to be healthy in 2022. 
He was the number one pro football focus graded tackle, Billy Turner, this past season, 53. So like a fine to, to slightly below average secondary tackle. Broncos, Garrett Bowles, 25th, Bobby Massey, 44th. A low-end number one tackle, a low-end left tackle, and a, a low-end to mid-right tackle. And Billy Turner might be gone. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show, about how these pieces can all fit together. But you could slide Elton Jenkins easily over there. Josh Nijman, I think, has been more than good enough to get a chance to start. And if it's going to save you a bunch of money, that makes sense. Either way, Bakhtiari plus whoever is a better group than that group. All right, interior offensive line. Elton Jenkins was 11th at tackle last year and 10th the year before at guard. Josh Myers, 34 among interior offensive linemen. Lucas Patrick, 31st. For the Broncos, Cushenberry, 22nd. Dalton Reisner, 27th. Quinn Miners, 37th. Now, Miners could get better. But you've got the blue chip player, Jenkins. He's the differentiator. And then pieces that are more or less the same, including a young guy who has a chance to get better. So where is Denver's advantage there? Flip this over to defense. This actually was hilarious because the Broncos, statistically speaking, were a better defense than Green Bay last year. Number one, Vic Fangio ain't walking through that door. He's not going to call the defense anymore. They're going to have a first-time play caller uh, on defense. And there are a lot of pieces who are free agents after this year. Are they going to pay Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson, Kyle Fuller, who got benched? Look on the edge. Rashawn Gary, the fifth-graded edge player. Preston Smith, the 12th. For the Broncos, Jonathan Cooper, 38th. Bradley Chubb, oof. This was one of those guys that people wanted. 118th. Bradley Chubb has just not been the same since he got hurt, since he got paid. I don't want that guy in a trade. No, thank you. No, thank you. Interior defensive lineman. Kenny Clark was 12th last year. Dean Lowry, get this, 33rd among qualifiers. Shelby Harris, 48th. Draymond Jones, 55th. We're talking about starting interior defensive lineman. Nickel is base. So the top two guys, the Packers have two guys better, and in one case, way better than any of the guys that Broncos have. Okay, you lose. Linebacker, Devondre Campbell, two in PFF grade. Baron Browning, 38th. Not even close. You've got an all-pro linebacker in one case and just a guy in another. In fact, not even what you'd want as a preferred starter. The vast majority of the Packers snaps, they're playing with just one true linebacker on the field. So that's how that works. And at corner, I understand what the numbers say. But in terms of quality of play, in terms of graded play, Rasul Douglas, 18th, Jair, 23rd, Kevin King, seriously, 25th, and Eric Stokes, 51st. The Packers had three corners graded better than any Broncos corner, and Sertan and Stokes are about the same. Sertan is 43rd, Ronald Darby, 82nd, Bryce Callahan, 90th, and Kyle Fuller, 136th. That is one secondary corner in Patrick Sertan, who certainly has number one corner potential. You've got two third corners and then one like unrosterable player. And Kyle Fuller probably not going to be on this roster next year. Even if you take Russell Douglas off, and by the way, the Packers, they can make this work. Russell Douglas can be on this team next year if they want him to be. Jair 23rd, Kevin King 25th. And I think Kevin King is going to stay on this team because it just makes big, it's actually cheaper and more, more efficient to have him stay then eat the dead cap for him not to be on the team. And then Eric Stokes, who has the chance to be a really, really, really good player. 
and already is a very good player. Led the league in completion percentage when targeted among qualifying corners last year. Second best was JC Jackson. This stat from our buddy Jake Morley over at Packer Report. JC Jackson was an all pro. Eric Stokes is really good. This Packers team is really good. They've got better high-end talent than Denver, and it's not close. They've got better depth, and frankly, it's not that close when you consider that they also have better high-end talent, right? So you put those things together. This is a better roster. It will continue to be a better roster because of what the Packers can do financially and flexibility-wise. So this gets back to my original point. If Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, it is not because he's going to have a better chance to win, but not in that division, not against Patrick Mahomes twice and Justin Herbert twice and have to play Josh Allen in the playoffs and Joe Burrow in the playoffs and Lamar Jackson in the playoffs potentially. Uh Uh-uh. That is not a better path forward. That would not be about winning. That would be about a change of scenery, which maybe he needs. I don't begrudge him that. It would be about, potentially, about power. It would be about quality of life, which I get. That's fine. Make that decision. But this is what I'm telling you right now. wouldn't be about winning. He does not have a better chance to win in Denver than he does in Green Bay. Just doesn't. And so, let's call this what it is. If Rodgers wants to leave, yes, Denver is the best landing place for him among teams likely to try and make a play for him. Is it better than Green Bay? No, it's not. It's just not. It's just not. It's not a better roster. And even with the cap space, cool. Who are you getting? When Rodgers has to make his decision, he will not know. And even if you talk to some guys, hey, would you come with me? You still got to make the money work. And you're still betting on something that might happen. This is not going to the Rams, a fully formed team with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and these super duper stars, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth, Sean McVay. It's not that. It's not going to Tampa with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And you're bringing Rob Gronkowski with you. You've got Ryan Jensen and Ali Marpet and Shaq Barrett and JPP and Vita Vea and Devin White and Levante David and Carlton Davis and Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. You can love Nathaniel Hackett up and down. You can think Jerry Judy is going to be a really good player. But that is a lot of projection, especially relative to what you already have in Green Bay, where you have... Arguably the best offensive tackle in football when he's healthy and we expect him to be healthy next year. Arguably the best cornerback in football. Uh, Arguably the best receiver in football, though Cooper Cup had a better season last year. Rashawn Gary, one of the five best, six best, seven best edge rushers in football. Kenny Clark, probably the best nose tackle in football. You've got Devondre Campbell, who, by the way, this last year was the best interior off-ball linebacker in football. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I mean, isn't this a, for, for anyone that thinks that this Packers team, if Jordan Love is the quarterback, is, is just like a four or five win team, it's not true. There's too much talent on this team. A bum Dolphins team that has 65% of the talent that Green Bay does just went nine and eight. 
the Broncos, this same Broncos team with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke won seven games. If Jordan Love is only as good as Teddy Bridgewater plus Jordan Locke, or plus Drew Locke, this team's going to win eight, nine games at least in a, in a weaker division with a soft schedule. These people are delusional. It's hilarious, but they're delusional. All right, how can the Packers keep these guys? Because I mentioned Devontae Adams, Billy Turner, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Russell Douglas. Can Green Bay keep all those guys? Yes, I'm going to explain why right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on some of my New Year's resolutions. Um, but not this year when it comes to eating healthy. And I've actually been pretty good so far on my New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm, I'm really kicking it back into high gear after being in L.A. for the Super Bowl last week and eating a lot of tacos. Oh, they were delicious, too. But I'm trying to get back, especially with my snacking. That is the easiest place to get your eating habits right. And Built Bar can help you do it by giving you something delicious to eat, something you will want to eat. You still get that nice little uh, dopamine hit when you taste it because they're all covered in 100% chocolate. And they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. With flavors like chocolate peanut butter, coconut almond, mint brownie. We got white chocolate cookies and cream this month. Delicious flavors. I love the coconut brownie. Um, puffs, which is, I'm serious, protein-infused marshmallow. Think about that for a second. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, or you haven't tried them yet, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. I don't want to bore you with the numbers. This is an audio and visual format. Those of you watching on YouTube, sup. Um, and those of you listening, thank you. Um, those of you doing both, extra sup. <laughs> uh, it's actually not that difficult. And we've gone through some of this. For the Packers to get back to where they want to be. It all depends on Rodgers. And we're going to know first week of March. Because that's when the franchise tenders have to be done. And you probably want him. You probably want to get the Packers at least a week. They're working on deals now to, to clear space. because. Things like restructures. You can do a simple restructure of Preston Smith and save yourself $9 million. You can do a simple restructure with David Bakhtiari, save yourself $8 million. You can do a simple restructure with Kenny Clark and save yourself $9.5 million. Well, hey, guess what? Just in the couch cushions, I just saved 20, what, $27 million? It's pretty good. It's pretty good for a team that needs to cut 50 plus. Well, now I'm halfway there. And I'm not even living on a prayer. I'm already halfway there. And then you cut or trade Zedaria Smith. That's another 15 off the books. And extend Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get a monster deal, but you can reduce his cap hit this year from what it was going to be, well over $40 million. You can get it down in that 30s, low 30s. You can save 13, 14, 15. Well, hey, I did it. I did it. I'm under the cap now. And that's before you figure out what you're going to do with Randall Cobb. Probably cut him. Save almost seven. Cut Mason Crosby, probably. That's another two and a half you're saving. Try and try and trade Billy Turner if you can. Save four and a half. You can save another four by, by moving on from Dean Lowry. 
I actually think, you know, you're, you're going to get 4 million in dead money or 4 million in cap savings. I don't know. I kind of just keep Dean Lowry unless you feel really good about TJ Slayton and, and, uh, you know, whatever you think you can get in the draft, but that would give me enough money. Now you do a couple other things, uh, extend Jair Alexander. You could save six, seven, eight million dollars, depending on how you want to structure it. Now you have the room to sign a Devondre Campbell. Market value on Devondre Campbell, according to SpotTrack, is in that $6 million per year range. Yes, he was an all-pro. That's one time. The only time he's got that high-level production. So you don't have the same sort of leverage. Three years, 18. Pretty good. Three years, 20 even. You give him the low guaranteed money. Or, or you give them nice guaranteed money and you extend them. You could even throw void years in there to make this all work. You could do restructures with some of these guys and add void years, with, especially with a guy like David Bakhtiari, who probably not going to get a contract after this one. This is probably it for him. So you add the void years, you spread out the bonuses. You could, you could restructure Aaron Jones if you think he is going to be on this team in another year or two. You could add void years to that contract and create some more space. And now... You have the room, Russell Douglas, at what? Bashad Breeland a couple years ago as a second corner got three years, 24 from the Panthers before he had that weird staff infection thing with his foot. I think that's a reasonable number for Green Bay. Um, and, and Rasul, his market value, according to SpotTrack, is, is in that $9 million range. He takes a little less sustained Green Bay, three years, 24. That makes sense. That's workable if you can get Devontae Adams at, you know, single digits on the cap, depending on how you do it. It's actually doable. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Some some crazy low base salary in uh, in 2022, and then, you know, it explodes from there when the cap explodes in 2023. Anyone who tells you that this team has to just blow it up, they're wrong. You're going to lose one of the Smiths for sure. And you probably have to move on from Billy Turner. And you're probably going to have to find a new kicker. But the Packers have a plan at tackle. Elton Jenkins, Josh Nijman, one of those guys, that's a great plan. They have the pass rusher to replace Darius Smith, and they can use a high pick on one of these guys I mentioned yesterday. I think they will use a high pick, high pick on an edge in this draft if they find someone that they like. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, and that third guy plus, you know, whatever interior defender you're going to get. So there are plenty of avenues for this team to keep what they have in place. The question is, how much do they have to do to add if they want to add? Is Aaron Rodgers content just bringing everyone back, running it back, trying to get someone in the draft? And going that way, probably, probably, probably tough. But again, this goes back to the conversation we've been having the whole show. Denver can't even get, I don't think, to that point. They can't even get to the talent level that Green Bay already has. You hit on a draft pick or two. You use, you know, Rogers going, hey, Drake London, Traylon Burks. Jamison, it's like some some one of these guys in the draft trade up. Go get Chris Olave if you can. That guy could have a real meaningful impact. Chris Olave, you let Mark West Valdez Scantling walk and get Chris Olave in this offense, and man, you are cooking. I love that. 
I love that. So I think they can be better. They were really, if they're just as good as they were last year in the regular season and just play better in the postseason, the special teams is 30% better. They probably, they probably could have won the Super Bowl. So with, with a wide open NFC, an AFC that's going to cannibalize itself, and now a, a, a chance for you to bring all your guys back from what was the best team in the league, the, the favorites in the NFL, you do all of that and you will have the best team in the league again. I think their odds will shoot up once, once Aaron Rodgers comes back and once Devontae Adams resigns, which I think both will happen pretty quickly. They will come back and they, I think they will have probably the second best odds in the NFC. Uh, the Rams will probably still have the best odds. Whether or not that is right, eh, we'll see. They are the, the defending Super Bowl champions. They did in the playoffs what Green Bay couldn't. But this is still, this is a team that talent-wise, that's not the problem. It was, are they playing in the sandbox with their superstar? And I think last year was proof of that. They built this terrific roster. They're, they can they can rebuild it. And they're going to have a shot to win the Super Bowl again next year. This is all, of course, assuming Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, which I think he does. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can join. You can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.